All right. Hello and welcome. Hi, everyone. Today we are on location in Muskego, Wisconsin to we discuss... We are out of New Orleans. I know. I know. I'm sad. I'm sad. I know, but three episodes, right? Do we have it three? It was good. Yep. It just means we need to we need to plan another trip soon. Exactly. Somewhere different. Somewhere else. Somewhere new. So, episode 38. 38. In Muskego, Wisconsin. Still in the geriatric episodes here. Yeah, 38. 38's a good age. 38 is good. Yeah. yeah. We started this podcast when I was 38 because yes. it's been one year. It's been one year. We just had our one year anniversary of recording our first episode. Yesterday, right? Cheers. Yay, cheers. Where's my... Congratulations Yay. to us doing the damn thing. For one year. I mean... I'm proud. Yeah. And today, mm-hmm. I googled true crime podcast in Wisconsin, and we are the number four one that comes up on Google. We're the fourth best. We're the JC. fourth best. <laughs> number fourth, fourth best superior JC, JC winner. <laughs> what was it? The second best VP or yeah, something? Yeah, the second best vice president, second best superior or something. something. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, we are the fourth best superior podcast in, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Awesome. Yeah. So fucking winning. Exactly. Yeah. And one year. So we're going to start uh, season two. Yeah. Hopefully very soon. We're still in this kind of season one. Yeah. We're going to start that after the release date of our first episode, which was in September. Yes. So we recorded in August, but as you know, we are not tech as fuck. Needed so a long time. So we needed a long time to figure it out, and then we released it in September. Yes. So season yes, two coming, coming, and Jessica had some really good fun ideas yes. of things we're gonna do to jazz it up a little bit. We are jazzing it up, just so like the X Man. <laughs> <laughs> jazz it up, love it. So okay, so today in Muskego, talking mm-hmm. about the case of Donna Bayer, By- Barrel, Barrel, Barrel. I believe okay. it is Donna Barrel. Okay, um, so it's spelled B A Y E R L, Barrel. Okay. I know, it's kind of weird. I want to say Bayer. Bayer, but it's Barrel. Barrel. All right, so sitting across from me is Heather. And sitting across from me is the lovely Jessica. So I'm excited to get into this case. Yeah, this case is actually... I live in Franklin, but the neighborhood I live in um, is comprised of three different um, cities. Franklin, Hales Corners, and Muskego. And this case actually happened in the Muskego part of my neighborhood. Like, we go walking and yeah. running over there. Yeah, it's not far no. from your house. Very close to my house. And I was kind of... Eerie. We were, going, we were going down some back roads, and I'm like, where are we going? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. So, okay. It's in the uh, Muskego side of Hale Park, which is my neighborhood. Very cool. Very so, cool. it's very close. Like, I think it's a 15-minute walk from my house. Okay. So, very close. Okay. okay. Um... Yeah, and it's a messed up story. I remember hearing about this when it happened, but I did not realize that it was so close to where I live. Yeah. So, it's a good one. Well, I'm excited. Yep. So, come take a trip with us. Down Murder Lane. Down Murder Lane. Okay, the year was 1979. The Bee Gees were dominating the top of the U.S. charts, and Jimmy Carter was president. A gallon of gas cost 86 cents, and the original Superman was a top-grossing movie in the theater. The median family income in the United States, I always find this fascinating. Yes, I love that. Was $16,530, and that is the equivalent of $63,475 today. Hmm. So, like, a decent income for a family. It's also the year I was born. 
Oh, yeah. sweet. I was born in July 79. So, you know. Very cool. Clearly a very cool year. Yeah. So I was alive for five months of the 70s. I remember all of it. It was yeah. really fucking cool. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Different decades. So yeah. I was alive for five months of that decade. Okay. All right. So Donna Mae Barrel was living in Muskego, Wisconsin with her husband, John, and their two children. Jody, then seven years old, and Jackie, then four years old. And she was 38? She was 38. Is this weird? This yes. episode 38? Yeah! John, Donna Mae Barrel, 38, episode 38. Wow, I didn't even put that together. Weird. Yeah. Okay. All right, so um, two little girls, Jody and Jackie, seven and four. Before marrying John and becoming his second wife, Donna worked at Allen Bradley, but once married and pregnant with their first daughter, she quit her job to become a stay-at-home mom. Awesome. Which... That's what everybody pretty much did back then. Yeah. She loved raising her two daughters and was a very devoted mother. Awesome. The only downside of this role that she otherwise loved was that it made Donna more dependent on her husband. John dominated at home and completely controlled their money, something that, according to his first wife, so that was before Donna, also happened in his first marriage. And some reports say that he would give her very little money for, like, food and necessities for the family. Mm -hmm. And then he would just, like, go and take it and spend it all at the bar. Oh, so it, was, it wasn't that he was just trying to make it work, like, budget-wise. No. He would be like, here's $20 for groceries. And, like, she would have barely enough for what they needed. Yeah. But then he would go to the bar every and night. And drinking and having fun. Right. Because when you're first reading this, I'm like, okay. I am a... I can't be trusted with money. So I'm not good at money. You're a, you're, you like to spend. Yes. I, I like am, to spend too, but... Yes. So I, my husband is very good. So when I became a stay-at-home mom... He was I, like, Jessica? Yeah. So he controls all the money. But that's... It's okay. Like, that's... Diff it's not like... But... But it's not like he controlling gives me all the money. It's like, okay, he handles the finances for the family. Yes. It's not like he does... Like, if you need... Money, something yeah we, he's not going to be like no yeah and then go spend it at the bar at the casino or something like correct that. no no so i was like oh okay because you're reading no. that and i'm like okay i understand she said oh mom now you got to be more frugal no i you get have that to too. have a budget right and if she's not good with money or whatever yeah. then sure and, but no he was like would give her like 20 dollars for groceries for like the whole week and then he'd go to the bar he'd go and to spend the bar that. and spend it and the kids, like, Dick. wouldn't have enough money for, like, their, their food. food and their clothes and their toys and yeah. or her to do stuff with the kids. Yeah. But he would go to the bar. And that was okay. Yeah, he sucks. Right. I mean, I'm okay. not saying that dude can't go to the bar sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I like to go to the bar sometimes. Please go. Yeah. Yes. So, everyone I mean, needs that outlet. we like to outlet. go to VC sometimes. You know what? I miss V... I have not been to VC should in we, so me long. Me neither. Should we go tonight for a beer? No, we can't. Doug's no, working. I can't. My Damn. husband's at work. I know. Every I haven't night been to VC for sucks. so long. I know. And I keep having to work all the time on fucking weekends. I know. I know. So, our schedules are really... We need to plan... It might have to be a weeknight outing. Yeah. To VC. If Doug's not if working. Doug's not working. Yeah. yeah. It just sucks. I know mm -hmm. I talked to our friend today, and she's like, can we please get something on the books to go out and have a drink? And I'm like, I know, but... It's so hard. It's hard. During the week is... Because I just never know, and... All right, and Doug has to work at night. Yeah. Unless I can get a sitter. But then, you know... Anyway, we're way off track here. We'll okay. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. We need to go to VC. We need a VC fix. I'm we sure they miss us. We haven't been there in so long. As much as we miss them. We haven't been there in so long. Months. 
When's the last time we were there? I don't even know. March? April? April. April. We need yeah. to get back. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, he wouldn't give her enough money, but then he'd go to the bar. Yeah. So, um, that happened in his first marriage as well. And his first wife stated that John had been physically abusive also. She divorced him on the grounds of, quote-unquote, cruel and inhumane treatment after just a few years of marriage. Apparently, he had not changed. No. Piece of shit. Yeah, he fucking sucks. Okay, so Donna was kept fairly isolated from neighbors and had no life outside of her home and raising the two girls. That's really hard. Yeah. He, like, really, really kept her isolated. <sighs> and people Noticed. in the neighborhood yeah. were like they didn't really know her mm -hmm. and like she like did not yeah talk to people and she was really isolated that stinks yeah so however she would regularly write letters to her best friend in michigan in these letters she admitted that she was afraid of john she said he could be physically abusive and once threw her down the basement stairs oh my god i hate this guy horrible she also confided in her friend that John had asked her to sign paperwork, paperwork that would give him sole ownership of the house that was in her name as well. I don't know why he died. couldn't have the house. Maybe he had shit credit from his divorce or something. I don't know. But the house was in her name. Oh, okay. So it was just in her name. Right. Yeah. Not in his name. Oh. I think she might have had bad. He might have had bad credit from something, the divorce yeah. or something. So she refused to sign the paperwork. Good girl. Mm -hmm. He, her friend, worried about her, offering her five hundred dollars in cash if she needed it to leave. So because he controlled like, the money yeah. so much, where she was like, "I'll give you five hundred dollars if you need to get out." Mm -hmm. And back then, five hundred bucks is a lot. Would have really helped, yeah. With a security deposit and like getting yeah. on your feet somewhere mm -hmm. else. It's hard when kids, you know, when you have the kids involved. That's yeah, that's a whole another level. Yeah, and I think. It'll go into this, but back then it was very common for families to only have one car. Yeah. Also, because there's no need. I mean, if you yeah, there's no need. Yeah. So she didn't have her own vehicle. Like, you know, there's yeah. it was just a much different time. My gosh. Okay. Back right. in the olden days when I was born. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so on uh, May six, nineteen seventy nine. So two months before I was born, was the last day that Donna was seen. Three days later, John went to the police and said that his wife was missing. He explained that on May 6th, he and Donna had a big argument about a few things, including um, an unfixed television set. Yeah, she's at home all the freaking she's time. She's like, these kids need their Sesame Street. What the fuck? Yeah, I need to, like, they need to get on my face for five minutes. Yeah, fix this fucking TV. Yeah. I'm going crazy. Yeah, I need a shower. Yeah. Without little ones in there. Yeah. Jeez. John. Right. <laughs> he said Donna stormed out of the house and had driven off in the family car to cool down. Yeah, so they only had one car. One car. He said that when uh, Donna did not return by 10 p.m., he went to bed and then heard the car pulling into the garage about an hour later. Yeah, whatever. Seems reasonable, and it's like a ranch house, so the garage is connected. Yeah. Okay, so John said he heard movement in the house, so he assumed that Donna had returned. But then he described hearing a car drive away again. John said that Donna did not come to bed that night, and later he found the family car in the garage. Hmm. When officers asked John why it had taken him three days to report Donna missing, he admitted that the pair had marital problems and said that he thought she would return once she'd calmed down. Okay. So is that what Donna did? Had she broken free of her controlling husband? There was one huge hole in that explanation. Her, her girls, yeah. Right. Oh, okay. 
friends and family said Donna would never have left her two daughters behind. Mm -mm. Little Jackie, just four years old at the time, had chicken pox at the time of Donna's disappearance. Mm -hmm. So she was sick. Did you have chicken pox? I did. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Family and friends said it would be very out of character for Donna to have left for even a few hours, let alone several days. Her family said that Donna was even nervous to bring her dogs outside at night by herself, much less take off on her own for days. Mm-hmm. She was very isolated. She wouldn't. She was not an independent person. She yeah. would not have done that. I'm glad she had dogs. I gave her something yeah. to like something fun. But the husband, it. I remember in one of the podcasts I listened to was like abusive to the dogs too. Oh my god! I know I he's just a real guy. piece of shit. Like, she loved the dogs so much, and they brought her joy, and then he, like, would, like, kick them and stuff. He was just a dick. I hate this guy. Yeah. How can you see, like, look at this. Look at this I beautiful know. cat. It's just curled up, being so sweet. How I know, and ever? I know animals can be frustrating, and dogs, you know, are a lot of times more frustrating than cats and stuff, but... Yeah. Can you imagine hurting an animal? No. No. We were just talking this weekend about, I guess, chipmunks really destroy chipmunks are assholes okay see i can't and my dad drowns them yes okay this is we were just talking i know about. and it fucks me up in the head and my yeah. dad's like i gotta set a trap with the little walk the plank and he's gonna fall i'm like yeah. dad i don't like and then he's like what they wreck all my stuff yeah they eat everything they eat the foundation yes but see i did not grow up with chipmunks that so when i moved here i used to feed well, they're them. so cute they are so cute i used to put we had a, a couple of i them know but they're assholes eat out of my hand I know, but they're assholes and we were just talking about this and like i can't i know my dad literally gets like buckets yes we saw buckets that's what got the whole conversation the buckets started. and then he puts like a stick and they like walk the plank and they drown i know that like horrible? dad and my dad like is like a really kind like he's not a killer guy yeah what this shocks me to hear the story i know but my dad is like fuck those guys like yes. they wreck everything and like oh let them eat the foundation of your house it's sure fine. it's fine totally fine just <laughs> they're so cute i know they're Alvin assholes and theodore though. and simon i know okay sorry all right so yeah he's a dick um and then there's no there was also no sign that donna had taken any clothes or personal belongings so that's a huge yeah. red flag I have burps from this this uh, carbonated. Yeah, we're drinking wine. something different tonight, not Snoop wine. I need another one soon. I, there's some in the fridge. We'll take a break yes. in a sec. All right. Okay, so she didn't take anything with her, but John said that she had taken two hundred dollars in cash, but that could not be proven. Okay. Local police started an extensive ground and air search. Landfill sites were scoured with bloodhounds, but Donna could not be found. At least they did that, though. Yeah. So is this my part where it says John? Were you supposed to put my name here? Yeah. And not? John. <laughs> Apparently Ew. I was tired. I don't want to be him. Ew. I'm supposed to say Jessica. Okay. Not John. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Heather. So Donna's sister Joan came to stay at the house to look after the children who were very out of sorts without their mom. It's, you know, their well, primary yeah. caregiver. While Joan was staying at the house, she spotted a blood stain on the wall inside the garage and on a bottle also in the garage. Oh my goodness. She was also suspicious that John had done laundry since his wife had gone missing. Yes, if my husband ever does laundry, be suspicious as fuck because he would never do laundry. <laughs> Mine does laundry. Okay. So that wouldn't be weird. So probably she's like, what? He's doing the laundry? Suspicious. So if okay. I ever see Doug doing laundry, something's up. Something's up. Because he'll, the couple of handful of time he's done laundry in this house... It's been like, oh, I need a pair of shorts. Like, he has nothing? One short. Like, and he he'll, just, like, do one short? Yes. 
And then he's like, <laughs> he called me. And then he's like, what? I love it. What button do I push? Oh, like, I love it. What are these it. buttons? And I'm like, I'm See? Not- you, I don't know how to. I- I don't know how to like do stuff. Yeah, some stuff either. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, what another outfit. Do I push? Oh, dog. For my one pair of shorts. I bet he put like a whole cup of Tide in there too. <laughs> Damn him. <laughs> okay, so he did laundry. Suspect. Um, so sh- super soft. He's doing laundry since his wife had been missing. So this was something he had never done, even when Donna had been unable to, when very sick in the past. See, I. I get where her, the sister's coming from. Yeah. So John had even washed a quilt and a rug, although they still had strange stains on them. Uh-huh. So hmm. his sister's there staying with her, and she's like, that ain't dude's right. doing some weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, she's just there. Like, how creepy. Like, I think he did something to my sister. Yeah. Oh, if I did, I'd be in every drawer. I'd be, like, Absolutely. looking under everything. And good for her for just, like, being there and, like, take, being, like, the strong and steady and taking care of the girls. And helping, and, yeah. Right. Okay, so Joan told police all of this and discovered officers were already uh, suspicious of his behavior. I love that she was like, fuck you. I'm tell- I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. I am telling. Good. Because yeah. she probably was like, well, you need me more than I need you right you know? Right. So they searched the house and took the blood that uh, Joan found as evidence and found more in the basement. However, due to lack of DNA technology in 1979, they could only determine it was a match to Donna's blood type, but could not say it was hers um, as Donna and John had the same blood type. Yeah. John claimed the blood was his after cutting his finger while fixing the lawnmower, which Which I totally understand. Which is very reasonable. Common. Yeah. Right. So and if the if the technology couldn't determine whose it was, and they had the same blood type, I mean that is a very reasonable mm-hmm. explanation. explanation. Yeah. So this was not the only reason investigators were focused on John. When John had been asked by coworkers about his missing missing uh, wife, wife, sorry, after reading it in the newspaper, so he denied. Um, wait, he denied the woman mentioned in the article was his wife. And said they must have just had the same name. So, yeah. So, his co-workers are like, dude, your wife is missing? Yeah. And he's like, no, that's not hers. They just have the same name. Yeah. Like, in the Muskego paper or something. Like, the same Donna Barrel. Oh, my gosh. Sure. Donna May. Donna May Barrel. The same. With one N. Yes. D-O-N-A. I know. I hate, this is the narcissistic part of people. Like, they can't be wrong. They're smarter than everybody. They think nobody knows. Yeah. Whatever. So the co-workers found that uh, to be obviously very odd. Yeah. On the day Donna had gone missing, John said they had been out shopping and out to dinner. However, the girl said they never they um, never happened when they were interviewed. So they were not out to dinner. So they were like, we dinner. didn't do that. that it doesn't day. sound like his MO either. Like, oh, I'm going to take you out shopping and take you to dinner. No, no, go to the bar. Yeah. So they told officers their parents had been fighting all day and that Donna had been sick. They described last seeing her that day when she put them to bed. That's horrible. With so much suspicion on him, John was pushed to admit that he had been physically abusive to Donna several times. Yeah. Yeah, but back then they're probably like, okay. Well, and back then the attitude was kind of like, well, that's between you guys. That's Mm -hmm. none of our business. Your marital stuff, if that's going on, that's between you guys. It's none of our business. So... All right, so it seemed very likely to investigators that John had something to do with Donna's disappearance. Most people sadly believed that she was dead, but without a body, there was no proof that she was actually killed. The trail ran cold, but John's photo remained in the case file. 
So they still were like this dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Three months after Donna disappeared, John filed for divorce, and it was granted in 1980, allowing him to marry his third wife, a woman he also went on to abuse. Jeez. Donna was officially declared dead in 1986, but her family never gave up hope that they would get answers and justice for Donna. This had to be so hard for her, her girls. Horrible. Like, oh, Mom just left and she never came back. Does she right. not love us? Do all these things. Right. Mm. Right. And, like, did she not love? She just left. Like, yeah. why would she just leave? And, and leave us to Dad, who's not good who's to an us asshole. and can't take care of us. And Right. And he's not nice. And Yeah. Right. So when talking with one of his grown daughters in 2009, John admitted something bad must have happened to Donna. Otherwise, she would have contacted her and her sister. This was a very unusual thing for him to say. Yeah. Through the years, Donna was never forgotten. In 2017, so just four years ago, Milwaukee, I'm sorry, Muskego police <laughs> released photos of Donna done by a forensic artist to give people an idea of what she might look like in present day. Good so for like, them working the case. Yeah. It's awesome. In 2018, John was visited by the police who wanted to update him on the investigation. So he was living in Florida at this time. Of course. He admitted he had, quote-unquote, misused his wife hmm. and called himself a bad husband and father. Hmm. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah. He still denied having anything to do with his wife vanishing, but police had something else. With the development in DNA technology, so this is in 2018... They had managed to test the blood found in the family home, and it was a match to Donna's blood. Hmm. Awesome. And so, the story was, I was fixing the lawnmower. Yeah, and they were like, no, it was her blood that we bitch. found. It was not yours. Mm -hmm. With that and the suspicious statements that John had been making, he was arrested in Fort Myers Beach, Florida, where he was living, and then he was charged with Donna's murder. Great. Even though they had no body. Yeah. So this... This was a risk as the evidence was largely circumstantial and Donna's body was never found. But it was the only way a court would ever get the chance to seek justice for Donna and her family. This is a big risk because... Huge risk. For double jeopardy. Like, right. you're going to take him to court and... They were like, he's, an old, right. he's an old man. Yep. Let's just fucking go for it. I guess. Maybe they were just hoping that a jury would... Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, John pled not guilty to first-degree murder... And he was extradited to Wisconsin and continued to insist he had nothing to do with his wife's disappearance. So four decades after Donna had disappeared, John was finally in court at 2019. Wow. Can we pause? I need more wine. Of course. Awesome. Cans of wine. Yes. Yes. Cheers, Cheers. Woohoo. All right. We're ready for more. Okay. So now at 79, he was hard of hearing, old, gray, and frail, but Donna's loved ones had not forgotten the man who frightened her and told many lies to cover up what had really happened that night in May 1979. I'm sure his daughters never forgot to, because I'm sure oh. he was a shit dad. He was a shit dad. Um, mm. I talked I, in the... In the reference that what what am I even saying right now? I've only had one can I told of you wine. they creep up on you. <laughs> Heather went to go get another Whoa, one. Oh I can't even I said, speak properly. Be careful because in the these sources. Okay, they creep up on Yikes. you. Okay, in the sources, I put a podcast that is from the Vanished podcast and oh, it's a four part Vanished? episode on this case. <gasps> and there's a lot of interviews with his daughters. Ooh, I gotta listen. It's very good. Okay. It's very well done. Okay. So now that I can speak again, okay, listen to it. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna add it. 
because I need some more true crime yeah, it's good stuff. podcasts because I'm all cut up on all my things I usually... It happens. Although, I've been really, really loving my... I, I told you that Jeselnik, my favorite comedian, Anthony yeah. Jeselnik, he has a podcast and it's fucking hilarious. Is it? Yeah, and I have like 60 episodes still to catch Maybe up. Maybe I should like have a departure from all of my death and destruction. I always it listen to It is a good palate cleanser. For sure. I'm going to have you subscribe, and I'll subscribe to the one you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, it's still me, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, John did not testify, but his defense said that there was no proof beyond all reasonable doubt that he had killed his wife. Very true. Right. They did not present any evidence. Prosecutors told the judge, or the, the court, excuse me, about the blood in the garage. John's first and third wives testified about the domestic violence they had endured and the control as well. So John's first wife said he had a wicked temper and once choked her so hard around her neck that he left a handprint. I hate this guy. Yeah, and they say the choking, once you do it once, you know, like, unless it's for something else, like some other gratification, but this is different. Okay. Like BTK shit? <laughs> like BTK, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so members of the Muskego Police Department also told, uh, took the stand to say his behavior was unusual after his wife went missing. When he was confronted about the blood in the garage, John clearly reacted. A former, a former lieutenant said in court he had a white t-shirt on and the area of his heart started moving when we told him like about the blood stains. Like they could see his heart yeah. beating out of his chest. Can't Literally. Believe. Yeah. I'm sure he was nervous. Yeah. And they could read body language. Oh, They're yeah. They're trained and all that. Absolutely. So the prosecutor told the jury, just because he's good at concealing the body, it doesn't mean he gets away with murder. Absolutely. Good for them. Fuck this guy. Oh, yeah. All right. After five hours of deliberation, the jury convicted him of first-degree murder. Forty years after the disappearance of his wife, her family finally had answers. Well, kind of. Yeah. He didn't admit to anything. No. There's no body. True narcissist. He's never going to admit. No, absolutely Just like not. all these big serial killers, they think they're innocent. They never confessed to one murder. He's never going to. Ugh. So in June 2019, John Barrow, 79 years old, was sentenced to life in prison. He was ordered to not have any contact with his two daughters, and he was told he would need to pay over $7,000 in restitution for witness expenses and his daughter's travel expenses. Good. Right. The police working on the case said it was proof that they never quit, and they also vowed to continue to search for Donna's body. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah, I think, you know, not like his daughters probably wanted anything to do with him anyway. No, well, I'll... Okay, okay. Yeah. The conviction was bittersweet for Donna's loved ones. Without John admitting what he did or where he hid Donna's remains, they will never truly know what happened the night they lost her. Today, John Barrow is 81 years old. And he is serving his life sentence in the Oshkosh Correctional Institution. He's alive? Yeah. Damn him. I found him in the inmate locator. I'm writing him a letter. Dear John, fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> Signed, Heather and Jessica. With Should we? Just spit in it. Yeah. yeah. Dear John, fuck you. I hope someone misuses you. Yeah. Dick. Oh, I hate him. Yeah. All right. Okay. So in the um, Vanish podcast, there is one daughter. I can't remember which one. That was like, I can't have anything to do with him. I don't want anything to do with him. I think it was the older one you said, right? I can't remember. We first talked about this I case. I think it was the older one. Because she's the one who kept looking and kept... Yeah, one of them was like, kept looking and she kept trying to get in touch with people. And she was desperately trying to be like, 
find people that lived in the neighborhood or some people that might have known their mom. Mm -hmm. And every time that she would find somebody, they had just died. So she felt like she was in a race against time because all these people were getting older. Yeah. And then the the best friend that lived in Michigan, she had died before this went to trial. Yeah. And her letters could not be admissible in court. I wonder why. I don't it's know. Like, you said like hearsay, and it's not because like, it was like hearsay, her, right? Who wrote it, right? So even though she had the letters, because the best friend gave it to the daughter who was working on the case and doing her own kind of private investigation. Yeah. You need to listen. It's really good. I'm going to. It's the Vanished Podcast, four part series. It's a you just look up Donna May Barrel. Okay. Um, it'll come up right up. Okay. And it's very good. And they, what's cool about it is they, re, they record the first three parts before he was convicted, before they, he even got arrested. And then they do a follow-up. Yeah. They're like, guess what? He got arrested. It's real cool. So, but then the other, the other daughter was like, you know, he's the only parent I have left. If I cut him out of my life, I have no parents. Yeah. And she's like, he sucks, he's not a great dad, but he's all I have. Yeah. And it was really sad, but they respected each other's yeah. Yeah, what views their wishes, on it. Yeah. And they still loved each other and they respected each other. But the one daughter was like, for my mental health, I just need to cut him out of my life. I don't want anything to do with him. I don't want him knowing my children. He doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. that. Sounds like the older one is that way, and yes. the younger one. And the younger one probably really <laughs> right. But then they also talk about their childhood with him and how like he was just a very cold dad. Mm-hmm. Like he was not loving, and they went to their friends' homes for love and yeah. for fun and family dinners and family vacations. They went with their friends. Yeah, and they were both saying like that. People say to them like we can't believe you turned out as well as you did Mm -hmm. for, like, what you've gone through. And they said it was probably a credit to, like, their friends' parents. Yeah. Because they spent so much time. Yeah. And some... Counselors. One of them, yeah, one of them, like, lived with a friend for a few years in high school and Mm -hmm. stuff. And, like, yeah. Yeah, because the dad probably didn't care. No. Or the third wife. I mean, thank God he didn't have any more children. Right. All right, so we went to... So, yeah, that's it. We went to the house. Dude's still alive and kicking barrel home the one they lived in in 1979 Fenimore Lane is that the right? yep Fenimore Lane it's west 133 south 6582 one of those crazy ass Muskego addresses I hate those addresses I know it's why do they use those it's I don't know there's a there's a few towns in the Milwaukee area that use them it's like Muskego uses them Delafield does Delafield uses them Sussex uses them Menominee Falls uses them um it sucks it just sucks when you're trying to Who put it thought in of this? Yes. Who I mean, of it? I get it because I grew up in Milwaukee. Like, you're 133 blocks west of center and you're 6,500 blocks south of center. Like, the center of the what? city. What? I've never heard this. Really? From center? Like, the street no, center? No, like, 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 I the think center it's of like Milwaukee? first and, and like, first and I want to say, like, like, Wisconsin is like the zero. Point. Okay. And like you live at 11900, my address is 12200. It means I'm a, it means I'm 122 blocks west of 1st Street. That's crazy. I never knew how they right. figured that out. And then I believe it's Wisconsin, it somewhere around there cuz we used to live off of Blue Mound and we were 400 north. Hmm. 
Yeah. So we were 400 blocks, I don't know, or 400, somewhere around there. I can't remember. But Wait, wait, this sucks. It's right around, yeah, I know. But that's what it means. I want to say it's Wisconsin Avenue that is like the zero. Zero, okay. And then, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. I need my dad right now. I know. My dad knows this shit. He does. Yeah. (laughs) But the house was very unassuming. It's just a regular 60s ranch. Yeah. House. With a brand new house right across the street from it. Like, you could tell somebody bulldozed. Super fancy. The houses. Well, there was a couple new houses right across. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. Well, nice and I got all excited because I was doing research about the neighborhood. Because it's the other side of my neighborhood. And it said that there was Hale Park Community Pool over there. And I was like, there's a pool in our neighborhood? Like, yeah. I've lived in this neighborhood for 11 <laughs> years, and there's a fucking pool? No. Nah. Like, what? So I went over there, and know where that pretty blue new house is that you liked? The yeah. one, they, that's where the pool used oh, to be. Oh, I see what you're saying. So back in the day, there was a community pool there. Yeah, so she probably walked over there. Yeah, like, they, she just went across the street all the time with the kids, and it was, like, a playground and, like, a neighborhood pool and That's a splash nice. pad, Aww. or, like, a waiting pool. Yeah. And, like, concessions and, like, oh, how nice. wonderful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. Like, literally a mm-hmm. pool across the street from your house yeah. that you don't have to maintain. Yeah. Amazing. Probably pay, like, $11 a year to go to it. Yeah. Something cheap. It was, like, a membership. I was reading about it. It said you could get, like, if you lived in the neighborhood, you get a discounted membership. Oh, that's nice. I know. So I was reading about it, and I was like, oh, my God, I wonder there's a community pool. pool. I want to join it. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then I went there, and I was like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Never mind. It's murder. Murder yeah. house. So, yeah, very unassuming. So yep. that's the only place we went because her body was never discovered. Where um, do you think, though? There I mean? were a couple things they said in the podcast. I didn't put this in the script because it was all just conjecture. But they said, like, at work, he would make weird comments, like, when they would drive past, like, a, a construction site, they would be, like, if there was a concrete truck, they would be, like, it would be a perfect place to hide a body if yeah. they're pouring concrete because they would never get to it. Like, he would make weird comments mm-hmm. about concrete. So they weird. think she's somewhere in concrete. Yeah. Where the houses were built. And where houses were being built or bridges. he couldn't have gone far. No. To hide her body because of the, because of the kids. Right. And the kids woke up. You can't risk that. So it has to be somewhere close. That's somewhere where there is construction. Uh, all right. So that's this week's episode. Hope you liked it. That was yeah, very what do you think? 40 years. I know. Cold case, another DNA case. I'm just glad. I just love to see these departments jail. still working these cases mm-hmm. year after year. And like in the Vanish podcast, this detective in Muskego would like keep in touch with this daughter. And he would be like, I'm still working on this. I want you to know I'm still working on it. That's really sweet. I won't stop. I'm just mad he's still alive. Piece of shit. I hope he, like, eats shit food every day. I hope he gets punched in the face every day. Or hope he, like, stubs his toe every day. (laughs) I hope... He gets a splinter every day. I hope he has diarrhea every day. Yes! I hope that he has, like, uncontrollable diarrhea every day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the kind like where it's like you literally can't even leave your cell because yeah. you're like I can't leave I hope he gets no books or he no only books. gets old books Like I hope he has to eat cream of wheat with no flavor no like salt seasoning, nothing. nothing just like yes and I hope he has to drink warm water yeah like lukewarm water yes 
And a ball, his food is never, it's always lukewarm, it's never cold or hot. No, it's just like, and it's been sitting out for a while, so it's kind of just like congealed. Has a fly on it. Yeah. <laughs> and diarrhea. <laughs> and diarrhea. All right, so yeah, F you, John. F you, John. All right, Eat so... a dick, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wine's kicking in. Yep. All right, so follow us on Instagram at Down Murder Lane. Yep, slide in my DMs, you know the drill. Yep, email us at downmurderlanepodcast at gmail.com, which I do not check. I am. I checked it I'm the sorry. other day, and we have no emails. People okay. just slide in our DMs. Okay, because I have alerts, I have... My my school email, my PTO emails comes first, then my email, mm-hmm. and then Dahmer Lane's number three. Yeah. So it do, I don't even never even get that far. It's fine. Okay. I have alerts for it. We don't ever get any. It's okay. okay. We're all right. All right. And Facebook, follow our Facebook group. Some truly incredible people in there who. Yes. Um, I wish more people would post. Do we have it open where other people can post yeah. things in there? Okay. Should we do a well? We should probably make good in our first contest that we did Give before her the we wine. have another contest. <laughs> Sorry, Janice, we love you. Yeah. Um, but we could have a contest for like the best poster. Like I would probably just give it to Andrew. I mean, I know I would just give it to him. Oh, Andrew. Yeah. Top fan badge. Top fan badge. <laughs> My dad has it as well. I know. He's <laughs> so great. cute. Okay. So please, again, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, we need that shit. You probably, if you listen to podcasts, you hear it all the time. Oh, please rate and review. It does make a difference. It really does make a difference. And then I realized today, like, a a podcast that I listened to, a very popular one, I'm like, oh, I've never rated and reviewed them. After all these years, I'm like, I still have not done that. And I thought I did. I, a few years back, I had a New Year's resolution that was every time I bought something that I was going to make a review. That's a really good re- resolution. I mean, because I rely on reviews so much, like when I'm buying something. Yeah, me too. So I was like, okay, when I buy something, I'm going to do a review. And I lasted yeah. a good, like, four months. Yeah. Sounds about right. I should really get back to it. Yeah. Because it is really helpful. It is. Oh, I need to do that too. But then I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do it. It's too much work. It is a lot of I work. I buy too much shit. But, oh, I see. I don't. I'm like, I could do that. I buy way too much shit. Yeah. Online? Well, I just have an Amazon. I'm just by Amazon shit yeah. all the time. It's just because it's easy. Yeah. The Amazon <laughs> guy didn't come to my house today and, like, he waved at me outside. Aww. The UPS guy. I call yeah. him the Amazon guy. The guy. Right. And it's so funny because, like, you know my street, how it's almost like a cul-de-sac, but not really. Yeah. Come down the street and it bends. And he stops at all the houses of the families with young kids. I love it. Oh, because he's a yeah, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. It's like I see him and then he goes to the detective's house and yeah. then he comes to my house. I love it. So it's like I always know he's coming. He's coming. He's coming and then today him. I was like, dang. And he's like, bye, Miss Heather. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah, I like him. <sighs> okay. okay. So until next time. Take that trip. But pack wisely. Because you never know who you will run into. Down Murder Lane. Bye.